You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Andre, I see you just poured yourself some tequila, so it's going to be one of those nights. I always, and I still maintain that tequila to me, just tastes like youth and regret. I, you know what? I like tequila. Oh, I, I guess I'm one of those people that I, it doesn't seem to affect me in any way, shape, or form. I, I find it fascinating, though, just seeing how um, the market has evolved over um, like over the years. Because like, growing up in Saskatchewan, I drank a lot of, of tequila, but we had two choices. Like we had Jose Cuervo, the gold. Tequila and, A um, and tequila B. And, and Sousa. Like we had, we had literally just two. Uh, but like it's exciting to see like, like the market has exploded and um, you can get some really good tequila in the like 40 to $60 range here. So I'm, I'm coming back to it and I use it um, in the summer. I like uh, margaritas. Oh, well, see, now you're drinking a $114 or $104 bottle of tequila. So that's that's the difference. So. Wow, that is good. <laughs> it's got like a really nice sweetness. and um, I think that's the uh, Aneo or whatever it's called. So, yeah. Holy crap. So it does have a lot of those agave notes. But like it's it's saliva inducing. Like I, I, I spat out what I just put in my mouth, but like. It hits the center of your palate with this like really oh, nice just, sweetness. I really like. I liked it. I I wanted to just keep drinking that one. So okay, I, so I, we're I gonna. Didn't. We have about thirty bottles of spirits in front of us. We're not going to drink ourselves into a stupor. What are you? What are you working on? I, I'm working on the uh, the spirits component of my Lux magazine uh, December. So this, early December, there's going to be a a spirits wrap up. I think I've got twenty five spirits that have made that list, and then uh, it'll be broken down into. Flavored and non-flavored spirits. Okay. And then, um, actually, part of the 30 bottles is a sparkling wine component that comes out in the middle of December, obviously, for New Year's. So there'll be a bunch of sparkling wines uh, that come out in the middle of the month for uh, Lux Magazine's online online thing. So that's that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm doing. And uh, what you're looking at right now is um, a bunch of, well, there's some port in here as well. You brought me some Glenlivet and some Lagavulin. You know what? Let's okay. We open up what you thought was a pretty good hitter there. Let's open up like I have the Canadian Club Forty Four. It's the small one there. Okay, uh, so, and there's just like a little splash. They were the, they were small samples. I, I have to still. I, I it really drives me nuts with. Um, Did you want some too? Yeah, I'm gonna finish that one. A, there we go. All right. So actually, I, I don't know where I was going with that. With what drives me nuts? Okay, so what we have in our glass right now is the Canadian Club Forty Four year. Okay. I find this whole series cool. Like I've had a chance to taste it over the past few years, like with what we were doing with Toronto Life and whatnot. And Canadian whiskey still just doesn't quite do it for me. I find it too mellow. Like I find the taste and smell of bourbon to be better, but at the same time, like no, it's not. That's not horrible. You didn't see me make that face, but it still has kind of a burn to it that's not not really very exciting to me. So, a lot of a lot of spice notes to it, but it's still quite smooth. Like I mean, I still describe Canadian whiskey as like liquid butter tart. Well, right in front of you there is I think a fifteen year old Glen Moray, which is a Scotch. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, before I get you into the sweet, um, but if you and I think there's another one there as well, which is a twelve year old single malt. So there's a couple of scotches there that that may be of interest to you. I don't know how uh, I don't really know about you and scotch to tell you the tr- truth. Um it's mostly been bourbon. I love scotch. So I oh, love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. 
So this is a 15-year uh, Glenn Moray. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's one of those things where I think for, like, a lot of people... I, I feel like getting into scotch, a lot of people kind of have a, a, a same trajectory like they do in the wine world. Like, in the wine world, I think, you know, when you kind of get your palate, you get your footing, you move off the sweet stuff, and then you end up in, like... Argentina drinking Malbec because, you know, there's nothing subtle about it. Like, the, the tannin, the fruit flavors, everything that, like, kicks you to the face. But when you're in a room with people like you and I that have a wine knowledge, you can understand what people are talking about because there is that lack of subtlety. So I think with scotch, a lot of people end up in Isla. Like, they drink things like um, Legavul and, and entry-level uh, Bullmore and... Jeez, um, I can't remember what would be even more entry-level than that. Well, what, I, I just... Personally, to me... Um, the part about scotch I don't like is the peat. I don't like a lot of peat. The more it tastes like peat, the more I don't like it. I've gone, I've gone both ways. So like I said, when I was talking about the trajectory of wine stuff, like I started with drinking peaty scotches, and then the pendulum swung the other way where I'd li- I prefer, this is a Speyside whiskey, which is Highlands, and I'm sure people will correct me who are really into it, but like for me, when I, when I, smell, when I smell and I taste Highland whiskey, it smells like cereal milk. Like this smells like 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 this smells like frosted flakes. Like after it's been like the milk after the frosted flakes are gone, it's just like it's it's something that takes me back to like Saturday morning cartoons. It, it's, I do remember Saturday morning cartoons. I think I had better Saturday morning cartoons than you did, though. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. So then you know, there's what are you going to tell me? Like, Scooby- what did you have? Fat Albert, Scooby Doo. Well, Fat Albert, you can't talk about Fat Albert anymore. Yeah, okay, that's true. I got Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters. Yeah, you see, no, I had Scooby Doo and I had uh, the Smurfs and 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 we had uh, the Super Friends and all oh, those great things. We had gummy bears and Kissy Fur, and then later on Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Nope, still not. You're still not selling me on this. This is a solid. This is solid whiskey. It's very smooth. Um, yeah, I, I I really like it. That it's, one. it's got the like the frosted flakes notes, like the frosted flakes milk. So then uh, there's another scotch there. There's a single, I can't remember, that. that is a single malt. There's another single malt there. Uh, well, I don't know why everything's in front of you, but that's beside the point. Um, Aberfeldy, I've had this before. Because um, there's a while there where I was really trying to figure out what my taste in scotch was. Oh, okay. And the problem with scotch is it's still very expensive. But like 60 or $70 will get you a very decent, oh, that's a nice sound, eh? Get you a very <laughs> decent bottle. Uh, why don't you crack open the box of the, the, well, the two boxes. Let's start with the Glenlivet and then go to the Legavulin and we'll talk more about, about whether we'd like Pete or not. And I'm not talking about people named Pete. Okay, oh okay. Look so at Look at that. You, you, you've almost finished this whole bottle. Uh, yes. On your drive over, I think. Uh, no. So the Glenlivet was sent to me. It's, it's, I think it's a standard entry level whiskey. It was sent to me to do pumpkin spice hot toddies and I've been showing that cocktail off to a few people. If you go to my Instagram at Andre Wine Review, I actually have a real of me making a pumpkin spice hot toddy. And it's just one of those things where it's become so popular to just crap on, um, on pumpkin spice. I think a lot of people have forgotten that in proper application, it can be very good. Like just that combination of spice. So uh, I suspect you've had enough of this stuff. So I'll just, I'll yeah, just, I'm good with that. So no, I've actually, I'm really liking the, I think the Aberfeldy compared to the Glenmore. So the Aberfeldy's 12. It's a Highland single malt. The Glenmore is a space side 15 year. The Aberfeldy is a lot better. It's smoother. I did uh, like a little it bit a more little mellow. Bit better. Yes, I, I did enjoy it in its mellowness. It had some nice caramel notes. Uh, yeah, the the nose is 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 less like 
it's less corn, like it's less frosted flakes, which is white sugar, and this is more brown sugar. It's got a nice sweetness to it. Glenlivet does nothing for me. Um, on the other hand, I did have a Glenlivet that was in rum barrels, and man, that was good. Yeah, there's another bottle where I've done some damage to it. But I was actually surprised. So the Lagavulin, the 16-year is sort of their, their flagship, and it's like 130 a bottle. This is really light in color. Obviously. Yeah, I was eight shocked by that. So the 8-year is $90 a bottle, and that's their entry level. And I've always been hesitant to buy it just because everyone talks about the 16. Like the, In pop culture, it's always Lagavulin 16. It's never Lagavulin 8 years old. But I found this to be, like, it's it's peated. Don't get me mm. wrong. It's But it's balanced. No. But, but Oh, God, no. But focus on the finish. Like, take a minute and think oh, about the I finish. Oh, I like it. But take a minute to think about the finish. This is what surprised me. Because when you get to some of the more entry it's level. It's burnt. Yeah, but the finish is clean. Oh, it's not clean. It tastes like I'm licking somebody's bottom of their shoe or something. Oh, that's horrible. When you, oh. I, I'm, I'm surprised that that's how you ended that sentence. Oh, that that really is like licking peat, like just moss, just forest floor. That's gross. Envy All right. the angels envy. At least I know I like that one. Kentucky straight bourbon. I was actually quite excited when you sent me the photo of this because you sent me a message just being like, "Is this any good?" Yes. Well, I didn't know, right? And and I was uh, knowing that you were coming over for a bit. I thought, well, would you like to you know try some some bourbon? And angels envy is like mid tier, but this was the one that, that's finished in port barrels. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, so... I think so. I, well, I just, like, I'm, I'm still confused about the rules about what you can do after the fact, because like I know the rules for Kentucky bourbon is it's got to be brand new oak charred barrels. Yeah, it says finished in port wine barrels. So I just wonder... I don't know. I'll have to do some more research on how that works. Hmm. That's not bad. I still All don't bourbons know. are aged in charred white oak barrels, and in that respect, Angel's Envy is just like every other bourbon. However, unlike others, Angel Envy spends its last six months in port wine casks, giving it a complex flavor you won't find anywhere else. Indulge and discover distilled dissent. So, an interesting bottle of, of, of bourbon. I've never been a, as you know, a, a huge fan of bourbon. Mm. But, so, I, I do want to, I, I do want to... I'm not sure I'm getting the, the, the port I don't. Eat, I that? didn't. I didn't either. But I, I, I kind of liked it and kind of saw what I could do with it. It's got a lot of spice to it, so I imagine there's a lot of rye in the in the mash bill. So but, I mean, I know I, I don't know if Sue's still listening to the podcast, but I would still put a splash of water. I was going to say I would year. probably splash a little something in there. Here's something interesting for you. Remember last year we did a uh, uh, Willa Willabalds Willabalds gingerbread gin. gingerbread, and this was a gingerbread whiskey. It's a Canadian whiskey. And it's called Spice Box, and uh, actually, I was kind of I was oh, kind this of, smells great. I was kind of impressed with this one. I thought, wow, that's really um, really some. This smells, I think, even more like gingerbread than the yeah. Willibalds. Hmm. Okay, but that but that would make sense because the base spirit's a whiskey, which will usually smell like brown sugar or molasses, correct? And as opposed the gin, to a gin, which gin is will juniper. just have the spice note to it. So, so I really liked that. Mm-mm. You don't like it. There's so many things right with it. That it's wrong? There's so many things right with it in terms of the, the spice notes, the flavor profile, but there's a lot of sugar in it. So I, I, I feel like I feel like if they made a version of this that was dry, like bone dry, it would be a perfect addition to eggnog, because eggnog is already quite sweet, and it would add that kick and that flavor profile. So this is a, another Canadian whiskey, and as I said, flavor is, was like I got lots and lots of flavored stuff. 
So this is a wolf head. Uh, uh, oh, this smells like this smells like a Jolly Rancher, man. So what is this? So it's an apple caramel. So they just added green Jolly Ranchers to the mix after, and that's kind of kind of fun mm. on a on a hot on a hot on a on a cool evening. It's it's better balanced than the what is it spice box spice original. Box. The spice, spice box, box original. It's it's crime is being too sweet. This is still sweet, but it's not cloying. I don't know what I do with my regular spice box, but it's somewhere around here. But uh, there's there's this one here. Same uh, same company, Wolfhead. And uh, this one, hopefully you can figure this one out a little bit easier. So. Oh, yeah, the spice box, I think, is in front of you there. Okay, so it's, it's got the, um, it, it smells a lot like the gingerbread. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you put the label facing me, so I saw what it was. So I'm sorry to guess. Oh, oh sorry. Just... Well, actually, if you look at it, it would have been on the back, too. It's the same thing. So it's cinnamon. And that's, that's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, it's got like notes of applesauce. I, I very much prefer the the wolf head to the spice box. And then there's this uh, sortal edge, which is out of Quebec, and it's also a whiskey, and it's flavored. And I, uh, if you don't know what the flavor is, then I, I, you're not even Canadian. Yeah, that's maple. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's, but it's 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 okay. So here's the thing: is based on the, the flavor stuff that we've tasted so far, smelling this as maple, I'm scared of how sweet this is going to be. If this is too sweet, I'm going to be very upset. But knowing the Quebecois penchant for very sweet stuff. So it's a maple whiskey liqueur. Mm. Okay. It is <clears throat> too sweet. Whoa. Went down almost the wrong pipe. But the maple notes are very... Can I see the bottle? You, of course you can. I just want to see if it's if it's real maple or if it's flavored or like what the rules are. I don't know if they. I would. I would think they put maple. maple. It's Quebec. God, they, that would be a thirty percent alcohol, so it's a little bit lower. Like, there's no list of ingredients on this. It would be. A, it would be almost offensive if uh, if they didn't use real maple, wouldn't it? Well, I think I'm, I'm not sure what the rules are with spirits and what you can get away with and and what you can do to kind of fudge the fudge the rules or fudge what's in it, like. I don't know. I'm always curious about like labeling and whatnot with other spirits. You know, because there's even been talk in the wine world about whether or not you need to start listing ingredients. So the the sec, I think the second last one because I'll do I'll pour you something even more interesting after this. But this, okay, this, the maple the maple one's quite good. I could see that making some banger of a cocktails. Um, Anya makes my wife makes a maple bourbon pecan pie. Could work. I think that would be an excellent substitution for the bourbon. In what, it. what I what I think was also really good is they also made a cream. I, that's the thing is, my head is going to, what does it taste like as a cream liqueur? Because I know the, make, the they Cabot do make, Trails. They do make it as a cream. The Cabot Trail is pretty popular. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Cabot Trail is a little bit better, but, it, you know, as a as an alternative, the Sortilage is, is quite nice. Okay, okay. This is, this so looks this is like an, It's called Golden 8. It is a pear liqueur. And this is one of those things that I was, I'm on the fence about. I'm still trying to determine whether I am, I am pear liqueur material or not pear liqueur material. Um, oh, that's that's, that's gonna burn. No, this isn't good. I, I find it lacking any like real pear notes popping. I'm sure this would make a great. I, I'm I'm sure there's some mixologists somewhere who've got some really great ways to help those flavors pop. But I don't. It's it's pretty uninteresting. And then finally, um, you see that tall bottle with the red cap. It's an apple liqueur. 
And um, somebody said that I should make uh, my burnt ends using a little bit of that. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to use it all, but I mean, I would I would use a little bit because it does because I spray them with apple juice. And um, okay, but if your grill gets too hot, don't you have to worry about flare-ups if you're spraying high alcohol liquor on your? Well, I don't, it's twenty percent, so it's not hot okay. Okay, alcohol. so you're okay. You're okay. It's like using a fortified. Hmm. Very apple-y. Like, really apple-y. Like, whoa, Joe's. So. Granny Smith apple-y. Yeah. And then if you want something like, like that's totally um, totally local, like, uh, like meaning like just down the road, um, there is a bottle, that little teeny bottle, is a, is a chocolate liqueur from Niagara uh, College. Hang and on, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting my, my thoughts here. So it's, it's very distinctly Granny Smith, but... It's once again, like, I, I know when I'm buying a single malt scotch or a bourbon or hell for that matter, a Canadian whiskey, um, I know I'm basically getting grain and then the barrels that it's aged in. And I think it might just be a bit of snobbery from being a wine writer. And I don't know how you feel about this as well, but like, I know I don't have to worry about artificial flavors working their way into it. Like when I'm tasting the apple liqueurs that we have on the table, I really have some questions about what is Oh, what in kind of bottle. apple? Like they, they really put an apple. Is it in apple, or pear. is it, or is it apple flavoring number forty-two that they bought from a catalog? And and you know, it, once again, coming from the wine world, on the other side of the coin is like if you and I want to make a thousand liters of Pinot Noir Rosé and we need a bunch of yeast, there's a catalog that we order from, and we can order specifically whatever yeast that we want. And That'll give give it a little more flavor to yeah, like to, yeast, and more yeast, apple, more exactly. More, so yeah. like, I'm I'm just. I don't know if, if there's anyone listening to this podcast who works in the manufacturing world of spirits and how flavored spirits come to life. Uh, send us I, a note. I, I would I be I would be kind of interested to find out uh, how that is. Um, and then, as I said, there's this chocolate. And, and just to be clear, it's not in any way, shape, or form to say that what you're doing is is no, bad. No. It's just because I'm we're curious. No, it is a, it is a curiosity. As long as it's not going to kill me. Like if you're not putting like antifreeze in it, I think I'm okay. It's like that great quote from Walt, Walt Whitman. Via Ted Lasso, be curious, not judgmental. All righty. So this is, uh, uh, I, I don't know what oh, you're going to Oh, this is think. viscous. Yeah, so there's a little bit of, so it is. It Spirits is, 101. It is from down the road. A chocolate Literally. porter liqueur, 28% alcohol. Oh, here we go. There's actually some uh, directions on the side here. Maybe this will be part of the answer to the question. Spirits are produced by boiling a liquid containing alcohol. This alcohol and desirable flavor components can be separated and concentrated because alcohol water and most components contained within the typical fermentation have different boiling points. Adjustments to reflux rate, heat, okay. That's very nerdy. Are there ingredients in this? Oh, a liqueur created with a porter-style mash, so like really dark roasted barley, double distilled oak age, rested on... Hand roasted cacao nibs and vanilla beans. Okay, so it's not listed as ingredients. No, because I guess they filter is, them out. This does tell us what's in it. Okay, I'm really curious about this now. So. Well, I mean, I was really curious about it anyways, but more so now that there's kind of an ingredients list on the bottle. Now that I know what's in it. Wow, this smells nice. Yeah, well, that was the they 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 submitted a few, and this was I think the nicest of the bunch. This this chocolate liqueur was really uh, really 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 nice. You know what? This will be good in. Cereal? Egg Frost and Flakes? Eggnog. Oh. I think it would add an interesting like chocolate chocolate note to eggnog. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk Frost and Flakes again, so uh, I do love I do love my whiskeys for that, but 
You know, I, I do have some creams, but obviously they're in the fridge. Uh, you want to try a Magnum or, but um, yeah, that's that was pretty much the 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 deal. I appreciate this. I don't know if anyone's going to get anything out of this out of this podcast, but I, I do appreciate that you're heading deeper and deeper down the spirits route. Although I know, like off the record, you keep jokingly say that your your taste in spirits does tend to shy towards the fifteen year old girl. Well, look, I, her I, I, her I, I much prefer the spice box gingerbread and the chocolate to uh, to and the maple. To let's say, oh, the, actually, we have one more that we need gotcha. to we need to taste because it's a it is a banger. Oh, this people lose their crap for it every year. Alberta it's, Premium. Where did you get this from? This looks like a specimen bottle. Yeah, this, well, this was sent from a sent from a publicist, and I I wasn't sure how we're gonna get around to tasting this. Uh, but I actually have the two previous vintages in my um, in my collection at home. Oh, it's, so they, it is vintage dated. It's is cask, it? yeah, and it's cask strength. Cast strength Canadian whiskey, and I, I think like in terms of their mash bill, they're still shooting Canadian, like it's rye heavy. Sixty three point seven percent. Jesus Murphy. But every year that I've tasted this, like as a bourbon drinker who doesn't really like Canadian whiskey, I've been a big fan of these. So, mm. I like the chocolate note because we poured it over the chocolate. But holy God, that hurts. <laughs> Um, your eyes are actually watering. Wow. No. Uh, okay. You can like that all you want, but that's not, I think we need a splash of water in that. I wouldn't drink this straight up. Wow. That's, that's harsh. Oh, that's harsh. Oh, sorry. I I think, I think an ice cube or two in a glass and you're good to go. But that's pretty, it's high test. You got to cut that somehow. Yeah. That's, that's not a, that's not a drink on your own. That's uh, (laughs) I can't believe your eyes are like actually watering. Wow, that's but, that, um, but that's that's for the record. It's not why I brought it. I just I wanted to bring the interesting spirits that showed up at my house because I knew you were doing this. That usually sells out very quickly. I got to track down a bottle for myself. I don't know why you, or what you're going to do with it, but all the best. I drink you. it. I drink it. I drink it straight up, but on some ice, so on the rocks. Okay. Oh God. No. No. Still no. So are you going to wait for Alberta Premium to put out like a? I guess if the American version is Doctor McGilligutty. The Canadian one would be what? Dr. McGilligutty, the same thing. The Canadian maple, version. But maple is always the Canadian version, as it turns out. If I told you how many uh, different spirits I got that had maple in them, you'd be shocked, I think. I have a feeling I wouldn't be. <laughs> um, I do notice there's three bottles of port on the table here. Yes, there's a 10-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 30-year-old. You're including ports in your... Uh, I was, I was, I, I had uh, the privilege of being in a port tasting, and oh. uh, so now I, I, and they were sent to the house. So, um, yeah. Well, maybe we should sign off on this, and then I might raid a shot of the, the tenure because I really like the producer. Oh, I really like the twenty. So yeah, you can have as much ten as you want. All right. <laughs> um, well, thank you for listening to Michael and I ramble on about some spirits. Um, listen to Michael eyes water while he drank cask strength. I'm sure Canadian people whiskey. could hear my eyes water. Watching you nearly retch while drinking peated scotch. Those are my takeaways. Um, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash two guys talking wine. I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca, which I have started updating again. So thank Ooh. you for the people who have noticed. And for those who haven't, well, I still like you. I'll put up with it anyways. Start, start noticing. Yeah. And I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. Oh, God. That, that's, I still have that linger of that 63%. That it burns, hurts. eh? Oh, God. 
Hope it doesn't burn going out. Uh, I am Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineries.com. Uh, find me on social media as the Grape Guy or Michael Pincus. Um, I'm hoping my decent color. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.